0: Welcome to The Shredder Show, and today we're going to teach you how to eat yourself smart and how to fuel your brain. But before we begin, if you're looking to transform your physique, your body, and your mind, and you want to get the best shape possible, drop me a message as we have a few spaces to open with myself and the CJ coaching team for one-to-one coaching spaces. Now we'll get into the podcast. So I'm all about human optimization physically, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So what we're going to talk about today is how to optimize your brain. Which is the most important thing that we have, because obviously our body will only go where our brain will take it, so we can optimize how we can optimize our brain, hack it in terms of nutrition, to optimize how we can cognitively think, how we feel, and then we can live our best life. So what we 're going to talk about here is some brain foods and the most important things we need to be eating and what we really want to be trying to avoid so it 's very, very like common that there are certain foods that break your brain and cause issues, and what we 're going to do now is we're going to go through nine foods that break your brain. And cause problems. Some of these things you won't have heard of before and are probably going to be a little bit shocking. So make sure you listen through to the end. So, number one is histamine and oxalate containing foods. So, these are foods that can often be like cured meats, aged cheeses, uh, things like spinach that have oxalates. Like, there's a lot of things which can cause problems and can cause an inflammatory response within your body that we need to be aware of. So, being like conscious of trying to control certain foods that can cause problems that, like, like which have a lot of um, histamine and oxalate containing within them, has a big impact. So to give you a list of some of the things you want to be trying to look out for would be dried fruit, aged cheeses, peanuts specifically, um, food that's been left over, like been cooked for a few days, like your mum's made a Sunday roast and you've left it out. Those are things you want to try and like remove a little bit from your diet because they can cause some brain fog, headaches, and can become a little bit of an issue. I'm not saying get rid of them completely from your diet, but just try not to make them the mainstay of what you do. And then look to try and consume foods which have, say, for example, lower amounts of histamines. So things like freshly cooked meat, fish, poultry, eggs, low-gluten grains, fresh fruit like mangoes, pears, watermelons, apples, kiwis, whatever you want. There's loads. Uh, fresh vegetables, so not canned because you can get like, toxic leaking from the metal of the can. Extra virgin olive oil and coconut oil is incredible. And then leafy herbs like parsley, cilantro, um, and then herbal teas. I'm currently enjoying, let's have a look at what this is, a ginger and lemongrass tea, which reminded me of Thailand at the moment, with, um, which is very, very pleasant. So that would be the first thing I'm trying to be avoiding is histamine and oxalate-containing foods. And there's a list of a few there that I would try and avoid. Next up, what we're going to be looking to try and avoid is glucose-fluctuating foods. So what do I mean by glucose-fluctuating foods? So what we mean is foods that are very refined in terms of carbohydrates, and so you think like sugary snacks, and this is a big part of what the American diet is: is sugary snacks, uh, which tend to shoot up blood sugar, shoot up blood glucose, um, and then it causes massive energy crash throughout the day. Our brain doesn't like this, and it basically puts our brain into almost like panic mode. Uh, and you notice that's why you feel like later in the day you have a big energy crash, you can't think straight. So really, what we want to be trying to do is try and minimise the amount of um, artificial, like processed foods we have coming in anyway, which we're going to go through shortly. But like foods that are really going to spike our insulin levels up really really high for brain optimization, it's not something you want to be doing. So number two, it's glucose fluctuating foods. Number three, artificially sweetened foods. So things like uh, which I've cut back on a lot. To be fair, and this has made a massive massive difference to me personally. So I used to be a massive fan of uh, Pepsi Max, uh, uh, Pepsi Max Cherry, Diet Coke, things like that. And I noticed, for example, that when I drink them, my my stomach would feel a bit bloated. My joints would feel a bit bloated. My hands almost feel like I'd swell up, and that's because artificially sweetened foods have a big, big uh, impact in terms of increasing inflammation. And inflammation is one of the key things we're looking to try and minimise within the body because inflammation is one of the key markers which actually can cause injury, but can also be a high risk of causing disease. So something we really want to try and minimise for health, but also for cognitive function. So there's a lot of research that shows that can also um, like Artificial sweeteners can increase weight gain because things like brain tumors, bladder cancer. There's lots of studies to, to link like the main five artificial sweeteners to cancers, which is slightly concerning. So things like the saccharine, aspartame, sucralose, um, neotain. there's another one is asaflame potassium, I think it is. So those are the main five we really want to be trying to avoid. A little bit here and there, as I said, it's not an issue, but just try and be aware of like having too much of these artificial sweeteners within your food. Um, If you're going to have a sweetener, the one I'd always recommend is Stevia, but don't have too much because it can have a laxative effect, uh, as I have found out previously when I had too much of my coffee. So try and keep that under wraps. Number four is condiments. So what do I mean by condiments? So this is things like soy sauce, for example. Like one serving of soy sauce can have up to 40% of your daily recommendation of sodium intake, and excess sodium can cause a high blood pressure, um, which is um, like, and hypertension, which is something we don't want within our blood vessels because this is going to cause massive issues. It's also going to disrupt the way our brain thinks if we have higher blood pressure. We're not going to be, like, thinking optimally and cognitively as best we can do. So we want to be trying to keep that down. In terms of the best salts you can be taking, the most mineral-dense de- salt we want to be taking is actually Aztec or Celtic salts called, cool, um, which is quite good for you and it's necessary for healthy activity. You can use pink Himalayan salts well if you wanted to. But it tends to be slightly higher in heavy metals, which is something we want to try and avoid, and which we'll come on to later in the podcast. So, in fact, like the average American male contain uh, male contains ninety two grams of sodium within their body. So, and half of that is extracellular fluid, fluid. So, making sure sodium like is like optimal for cell function is very very important to how you cognitively think and how you also perform. So, be very very aware of that. Um, and like taking in high amounts of sodium, say for example, like over 4,000 milligrams a day is going to make you feel horrendous. So I remember, shout out to anyone in the US who knows what I'm talking about, but uh, Red Lobster, I'm a big fan of, don't hate me. But I, first time I went to Red Lobster, I looked at the menu and I was like, there's, there's massive sodium warnings on all the foods here. And I said, like, that's interesting. And I had a meal and it was insane, but I felt like utter shit the next morning, like genuinely couldn't think straight. And I had the driest mouth and it's because there's so much salt within the food. Went back there like two days later and just asked for none of the, the sort of sources and stuff on it and no sodium with it and felt right as rain. So that's a prime example from my own anecdotal experience of how huge excesses of poor quality salt can make you feel like crap and like destroy your brain function. Point number five, we're going to come into and what we want to try and avoid is trans fats. So, um, like, trans fats is something we really want to be trying to avoid in terms of having this from highly processed fats. So, trans fats can actually like like when you eat fats, they literally become part of your cells. So if you think you've got heavily processed uh, trans fats coming into your diet, what actually happens is those fats become part of your own cells. And it offensively almost like kills the cells, the cells like non-functioning. So we really want to be trying to avoid having uh, trans fats coming into our diets. Um, And there's a lot of things that have trans fats in them we're not aware of. So things like uh, cakes, pre-made cakes, cookies, pie crusts, like biscuits, a lot of things like that can often have trans fats, which we want to be trying to avoid. So a lot of these things are common sense in terms of what we want to be trying to avoid generally we want to be eating like healthy, uh, single ingredient items, but that's something to be aware of. Point number six, again, is something that I'm going to uh, come into shortly, but uh, one last thing I just want to mention on trans fat is that uh, one of the big things that gets affected from consuming trans fats is memory loss and having particularly poor um, sensitivity to actually remembering things and that's because of the negative effect trans fats have with um, cellular energy delivery. So something we want to try and reduce if you have issues with like, your memory and remembering things, maybe look if you've got trans fats in your diet because that could be something you want to try and address. Point number six, gluten. So this is something that um, like we really want to try and be aware of. So gluten is a general term for the proteins found in wheat, uh, and including we mean like wheat berries, durum, uh, semolina, spelt, things like that and like gluten acts as a glue to help foods maintain their shape, but because of its inherent stickiness and ability to create digestive difficulties, gluten has become like the ultimate prior to cause issues in terms of digestive which I have found. So myself, um, realistically recently I've actually changed from having, um, like I wasn't having oats before training and I started having them. And I was really enjoying them, but they were making me really bloated. So I thought oh, I'll try gluten free oats, literally no issues at all. So, um, there's actually a saying called grain brain which is something that people have come up with where people have gluten and it actually causes uh, neurological issues in terms of the way your brain's functioning correctly and dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system so um, a lot of this is to do with like an inflammation response from gluten so we want to be trying from the digestive system so what we really want to be trying to do is avoid and take gluten out of our diet and there's plenty of things that we can have in terms of um gluten-free options now. Like I mentioned getting gluten-free oats, gluten-free bread. So I would really try to avoid gluten within your diet on a regular basis if possible. Number seven, high f- uh, foods high and heavy metals. So foods he- high and heavy metals tend to be things like some fish, like especially the larger fish, uh, they tend to be the predators to so things like uh, big eye tuna, shark, swordfish, uh, king mackerel, and then you're gonna have things like um high amounts of brown rice it actually has something like has arsenic in it. So we want to be trying to avoid that. Uh, If anyone doesn't know what arsenic is, Google it. Uh, We want to be avoiding things like uh, soft drinks from like soda fountains because some machines might have something called uh, cadmium in the pipes, which can then leak into the drink. And the last thing we want to be avoiding is canned foods ideally because you can have some uh, heavy metals uh, from lead actually within the food, which is something we do not want to be ingesting. Um, So like having toxic metals within our system is going to be heavily, heavily negative in terms of brain function overall health and how we generally feel. Point number eight is going to be uh, meals that high fat and high carb. So why do we want to be avoiding high fat and high carbon meals? So let alone from brain function, from a physique function, that's literally, literally a recipe for disaster. So we're thinking about high fat and high carbs. What would be an example like that? Uh, something like pizza or ice cream, um, which has got no protein in it. Uh, and literally it's just going to cause a, a, a metabolic shitstorm. So one of the things that's associated very heavily with um, high fat and high carb is something called leaky gut, which is basically where our um, stomach becomes more inflamed um, and we get uh, like our levels of reaction, reactive oxygen species and inflammatory cytokines that literally like kick off. And this oxidative stress causes loads and loads of in- inflammation and then consuming high fat and high carbohydrate meals Will also increase the permeability of your stomach even more so, which means that basically the food you're going to be digesting is basically going through your gut walls. Your body's not actually like utilizing any of the nutrients. So, if you're eating really healthy food and you feel like malnourished, then this could be something to maybe have a look at. And point number nine, the last one we're going to look at is uh, moldy food. So, like highly fermented foods, these will be shown to have a negative effect on the brain, um, and it's something we really want to be trying to avoid. So those are things we want to be trying to look to minimize for brain function. So now we we'll am talk to you about how to eat yourself smart and what we want to be looking at in terms of the best food to try and like optimize the way you think. and um, so you can be as productive and as, as successful as possible. So first one we can look at here is like pituit, pursuing uh, ketosis. So generally like, and I personally, I would back this up from a cognitive point of view, a lower carbohydrate state, um, within the body tends to be the best way I find for me to be working. So I actually find that I will do my best work first thing in the morning fasted because I find as soon as I start to eat, my brain starts going all over the place uh, and my blood sugar starts spiking. So that's generally something we're going to be trying to find is that general ketosis or have lower levels of uh, blood glucose. I find it tends to work very, very well. So if you're on a ketogenic diet or you've done that before, you'll find that that works very well in terms of probably how you feel mentally. I don't think it's necessarily the best way for, burning muscle, building fat, but from a health perspective, I think it's amazing. And from a cognitive function point of view, I think it's also amazing. Uh, next thing we want to do for um, optimizing brain function and cognitive function is fasting. So again, similar to ketosis and what I mentioned a minute ago, how I personally feel with my own uh, nutrition and doing work and optimizing myself for like a busy day actually find my most intense tasks I'll do it when I'm faster in the morning because as soon as I start to eat I find concentration levels start to jump all over the place and um, so one of the best ways to try and really focus down on some deep work is to try and literally get your um, first like most important task done first thing in the morning from a faster state and that will work really really well so very very important to make sure you do that. Point number three is feed your gut bacteria so we want healthy bacteria there is obviously make sure we have a decent digestive system so using things like pro and prebiotics works really really well making sure we have a varied diet overall is key number four focusing on supportive nutrients and substances that help with your immune system and brain function so there's a couple here that i'd suggest one of which is glutathione which is the most powerful antioxidant in the body um, you can get that from supplement you use code cj gets you five percent off so that's probably the best supplement for your overall health and well-being um, that you can take but taking glutathione will have a hugely positive effect in terms of supporting your immune system and the way you feel. Uh, another one you can use to actually like almost extract toxins from your stomach is using activated charcoal tablets. Um, so they will actually almost like absorb toxins within your stomach. So if you have like food poisoning or anything like that, that can work superbly well. Next up, we can talk about our essential fatty acids. So uh, things like fish oils and why those are so important. So I recommend for most people that use five to 10 grams twice a day. So AM and PM, I personally use the Nordic oil uh, variation. You can also get high quality uh, Omega fish oils from obviously fish themselves uh, and also some grass fed meat, but the quality of the Omega f- f- fats from fish and meat very much depends on you are what your food eats and the quality of the life they've had. So you need to make sure that those foods you're eating are um, meat, sorry, animal products you're eating are high quality and they're like wild caught fish and like grass fed meat it makes a big difference. Uh, next up for the list of healthy foods, we're going to look at things like blueberries are awesome um, raw cocoa, virgin or extra virgin coconut oil because they're very high in flavonoids and flavonols, which help protect the brain from oxidative stress um, and coconut oil has actually been shown to prevent age-related memory loss. So um, that's something we really want to be trying to obviously avoid. So that pre- like, prevention from oxidative stress on the brain is very, very important, particularly as we get older. So that would be one. Another one we can look at is avocados. So the vitamin K in avocados helps prevent blood clots in the brain. Uh, in studies on diabetic rats, avocados excreted antioxidant effects in the brain and improved the function of the brain uh, mitochondria. And avocados have also been to um, been shown to improve spatial working memory and retention span. So if you struggle with concentration, get eating some avocados. And then last up, we've got uh, broccoli and eggs. So broccoli and egg yolks not only pair fantastically in omelette, also contain choline which helps improve both verbal and visual memory and it's also an ingredient you'll see in a lot of like nootropic formulas in terms of uh uh, performance products that works very very well so like these are some very very important things we want to be taking here and one last one i'm going to add in as a little bonus uh, is turmeric or curcumin so again this is something you can get from supplements use code cj5 percent off so that's something i actually personally use twice a day and curcumin is basically like an awesome anti-inflammatory um, and it's compound that pre- improves cognitive function in people with Alzheimer's. It also helps the uptake of amyloid beta plaques by the cleanup crew of bodies, phatogeic white blood cells, I'm trying to pronounce that, resulting in a better like neuroprotection of the brain and reduced inflammation in the central nervous system, which is key. So you see the big thing here about we're talking about is reducing inflammation. It's really, really key. A lot of the junk food and crap that we tend to eat in a Western diet is very pro-inflammatory. So Reducing inflammation will improve brain function and also improve the likelihood of you having a long, healthy, and happy life. So, this is just some thoughts in terms of my own experience with my top foods for brain function. Do I implement these all the time? Most of the time. Do I play around with things and try different stuff? Yes, 100%. Um, what I would suggest you do is like you don't have to go like keto warrior and never eat your carb again and don't enjoy a Twix bar or whatever you like, but just be conscious that. If you feel certainly like crap on a day and you can't think straight, try and think that back and rewind. Like what did I eat yesterday? What did I do yesterday? What, what, why do I feel bad? Now when you start to connect the dots together of why your brain's not functioning correctly or why you feel a bit crap, then that's probably going to give you the answer as to, okay, maybe I shouldn't be eating those foods. Maybe those foods don't agree with me and they're having a negative effect to me. If I don't want to feel like this again, then maybe I need to be looking to try and like, change my diet and like optimize things and try and make myself the best version of myself I can be. So I hope you guys found this information helpful. Wasn't too nerdy or geeky. I tried to keep things fairly basic. Let me know what your feedback is. If you need any help with optimizing your own diet for optimal nutrition, training, and getting the best body you can do with best brain you can do so you can be as successful as possible then please drop me a message on Instagram or drop me an email. And please share this podcast with a friend if you found it helpful. We'll have the next episode of The Shredder Show. will be out in a few days' time and we'll catch up to you in the next episode.